Let's talk about rote learning. Rote learning is a method of instruction based on imitation and repetition. This is useful for things like multiplication tables and the ABCs, but it's also beneficial for learning a new language and yes, learning music. And in a day and age when we're doing more online teaching, this is especially important. When we learn something by rote, we start by listening, then experiencing it ourselves. Imitating what we see or hear, listening and watching again, and repeating it until we can do it on our own. The five primary methods of music teaching and learning, as developed by Kodai, Dalcrose, Orff, Suzuki, and Gordon, are all built on the principle of rote-first instruction. This means that children are taught through imitation, listening, and active experience before being asked to read music notation. The Gordon Institute for Music Learning, founded to advance the research of music educator Edwin Gordon, states that through rote learning experiences, students build a solid foundation of oral and performing skills through singing, rhythmic movement, and tonal and rhythm pattern instruction before being introduced to notation and music theory. Similarly, researchers and piano pedagogues Dr. Julie Nair and Catherine Fisher, authors and creators of the Piano Safari method series, advocate music is an oral art, so students must learn music with their ears as well as with their eyes. A balance between pieces taught by notation, eye, and those taught by rote, ear, will help students deeply understand and fully express music. Today, I want to talk about three of the primary benefits of rote learning in music education and offer some practical step-by-step -step techniques for incorporating rote learning into your teaching approach. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing field notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your ministry and teaching, and insight into a few tried and true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. Here are three of the primary benefits of rote learning. Number one, it builds musical understanding. Teaching a song or piece by rote helps children develop an awareness and understanding of musical patterns or meaningful groups of notes. Dr. Julie Nair and Catherine Fisher wrote, Students who are taught by rote come to an early realization that music is composed of patterns and a logical structure. They learn rote pieces in larger groupings of notes rather than one note at a time. They notice repeating ideas and variations of these ideas more easily when the distraction of reading the score is removed. Number two, it broadens awareness of musical styles and sounds. When learning language, children are able to imitate much more complex words and phrases than they are able to read on their own. The same is true in music. 
children are able to listen and respond to music that is much more complex than they are able to sing or play with notation. As such, this provides an opportunity to expose them to a wider variety of musical styles and sounds. As Edwin Gordon observed, we understand what something is by comparing it to what it is not. As music educators, that means the more diversity in tonal and rhythm patterns, phrase structure, tonality, tempo, range, and form we can provide in our teaching, the more learners will be able to develop their musical vocabularies and build discrimination skills. So number one was it builds musical understanding. Number two was it broadens awareness of musical styles and sounds. And number three, it develops listening skills. As I mentioned before, music is an aural art. Though we often think of the visual components of music learning, it does involve both the ear and the eye. Creating opportunities to focus solely on listening skills is a valuable part of the learning process, especially at the beginning. It's important to separate these two experiences, the aural and the visual, and develop them individually. Rote learning provides an opportunity for learners to focus solely on the aural components of a song or piece without the distraction of the visual components. So how to incorporate rote learning into your teaching sequence? Well, since rote learning is based on repetition, it's important to think about ways to prepare, introduce, and reinforce new musical concepts over the course of several weeks. Spend some time studying the music that you plan to teach. You'll be able to teach much more effectively if you know the material really well. Remember, since children aren't looking at the music when they're learning by rote, they'll be focused on you. You'll be able to keep them engaged and teach more effectively if you don't have to keep looking at the score. So I suggest having the rote piece memorized or mostly memorized. Think about ways to prepare new concepts such as melodic or rhythmic patterns, dynamics, meter, etc. in advance. Can you work them into your warm-ups somehow? Can you incorporate a new rhythm pattern or two into a group gathering activity? Prepare new concepts without drawing too much attention to what they are initially. Simply have the children experience the new meter or echo the rhythm or melodic pattern or explore the dynamic changes in some way. This way, by the time you introduce the rote song or piece a week or two later, some elements will already be familiar to them. Here are a few quick and easy strategies for teaching a song or piece by rote. Number one, use the whole part whole sequence. Sing the song or piece in its entirety from memory if possible before breaking it into patterns and individual phrases. Edwin Gordon observed, a class may need to hear a song four to six times before most students are able to sing it accurately. Keep them actively involved in the listening process by adding a new task to each repetition. Gordon outlines a sequence of eight steps that includes listening, feeling the macrobeat and microbeat or the big beat and the small beat, identifying the resting tone or tonic, audiating the song, thinking it silently, singing without accompaniment, and then singing with accompaniment. 
Another useful approach is to ask a series of thoughtful questions to guide learners in their listening each time. Ask the question, demonstrate the song or piece again as they listen, and then discuss the answer. Here are some questions I ask my students. What dynamics do you hear? What types of notes do you hear, long or short? Are there any rests in this song? Do you hear any patterns that are repeated? Do you hear any repeated notes? Do the notes of this phrase go up or down? Do the notes of this phrase move by step or by skip? For piano students, you might ask some more specific questions like, does this piece begin with left hand or right hand? Which finger plays first? How many times do you hear middle C or treble G or some other landmark note that you're working on? Is the sound smooth and connected or short and separated or both? Once they've heard the whole song or piece several times, sing or play a short phrase or pattern and invite them to imitate. Number two, chant the rhythm. Keep a steady beat on your lap and have the children imitate. Chant the rhythm phrase by phrase on a neutral syllable such as ba or rhythm syllables such as ta and titi or do and do day if you've introduced them. And how children echo you for each phrase. Repeat as needed and talk about patterns that are the same and different. Number three, sing on a neutral syllable. If teaching a song by rote, Establish tonality on the piano. You can play a 1, 4, 5, 7, 1 sequence in the key that you're singing in or sing a broken triad. Bum, 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 bum. When first introducing parts of the song, use a neutral syllable such as do or bum or soulfish if you've introduced it. Start with two measure patterns, call and response, and then work up to four bar phrases. Repeat as needed, and use visuals to help with intervals, direction of the lines, phrasing, etc. Number four, chant the text. Chant the text in rhythm, phrase by phrase, and have children echo back. Point out words that we sing differently than we speak, like the word ever versus ever when singing. Spend a few minutes talking about what the text means and explaining any words that may be unfamiliar. Number five, sing with text. Once you've introduced the musical phrases, rhythm and melody separately, and read through the text, sing a phrase or a part of a phrase with text and have children echo back, call and response style. Start with two measure patterns again or four bar phrases and work up to longer sections. Repeat as needed until children can sing the phrases on their own. If you're teaching a piano or instrumental piece, play a phrase or part of a phrase and have children play it back, call and response style. Repeat as needed until children can play the phrases on their own. Now, a quick note about singing. I recognize that some of you may not be working with choirs or elementary music classes, and you're teaching instrumentalists. Rote learning in this context may look a little different than it does in a choir or a group setting, especially if you work one-on-one. 
Again, you can still give your students things to listen for as you play through the piece multiple times to get in those repetitions, and then play a pattern or phrase for them to echo back. But I will say, Gordon advocated that even instrumentalists learn and experience singing their pieces. If the piece doesn't have text, use a neutral syllable. It's important to have your students experience singing their pieces and learning by rote that way, and then transfer the skills they gain from that experience to playing on their instrument. To recap, here's what we covered in this episode. We talked about the value of rote learning, specifically in music education. We reviewed three primary benefits of rote learning, building musical understanding, broadening awareness of musical styles and sounds, and developing listening skills. And I shared some step-by-step strategies for incorporating rote learning into your teaching approach. Do you use rote learning in your teaching method? What strategies have you found to be most helpful? I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanu.com slash fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanu and at ashleydanublog on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future. Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the series and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear more of in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.